Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I'm here with my co-host Greg Hockert. Greg, um, I know Oklahoma State lost, so you and I were both upset on Saturday, but did you have fun watching the final week of the non-conference matchups? No. No, I did not. <laughs> Why not? I'm, I'm in a bad mood, Tanner. Um, my pokes lost, embarrassingly. Um, I'm no longer undefeated in my lock of the week because Kansas State choked. Um, overall, it was not a great weekend for me, but you know what? Um, I, I, I can't complain. I still had a fun time in Stillwater until about uh, 6.30 p.m. when the game started. Uh, but before that, it was a lot of fun. After the game started, not so much. Um, but I, I shouldn't complain too much. Still got to be in Stillwater on a Saturday. It was 80 degrees as good of weather as you can ask for really in Oklahoma at this time of year. So what about you? Was it any better from, from your couch? No, that, that Oklahoma state game was pitiful. Um, I did enjoy seeing my lock hit. Um, my upset alert for those that listened last week was also Oklahoma state. Um, and that came true, which I wasn't happy about, but it, I was right. And uh, bad things happened, so we'll leave it at that. Um, I do have to say, I was really surprised that uh, Missouri won. That was a really good game uh, throughout the entire thing. Um, Iowa State is still pitiful, so we have a great matchup <laughs> between Oklahoma State and Iowa State, who both scored seven points this week. Um, but the, big, the, the Big 12, I'm – this is a Big 12 podcast, and, and so I can't, you know, I have to be honest, but I can't be mean about it. But the Big 12 is not very good. Did you see the tweet that the Big 12 conference put out um, on Sunday afternoon? I did. And I also saw our, well, your response to that. Um, and I so, chuckled, chuckled to myself about your response. So I'm only Tanner knows what I'm talking about because – you know, we're, we're, we're good at this. He, he already knows what I'm, where I'm going with this. Uh, the Big 12, the only two teams ranked in the AP poll, the top 25, are Texas and OU. And so the Big 12 conference, their Twitter account tweeted out Big 12 teams in the top 25. It was Texas and OU, and they just got absolutely roasted for it, as they should, because those teams are only in the Big 12 by uh, formality. And it, we have like nine months 10 months left of them even being in the conference. So I personally would not have tweeted that out. I would have just skipped the week. I think everyone would have understood. No one would have been sitting there like, oh my gosh, where, where is the big 12 top 25 teams? You, you can just go look it up and do, and do the research yourself. They don't have to tell you. Um, it was not the flex. I think they thought it was going to be. I don't even know if it was a flex. I'm sure the person tweeting it, tweeting it out was also like hurting. Um, their heart was hurting just because they they that's, know that's that's one where you're gonna be like go to your boss and be like hey let's just let's think about this for two minutes and you yeah. know what maybe, maybe maybe they did and maybe the boss said tweet it out anyway and if that's the case then 
then I don't, I don't have anything else to say about it, but all right, Tanner, let's, let's recap um, the games. Would you like to do the honors and lead us through? Let's not skip Oklahoma state this week. Like we did last week. Uh, I think we can skip it this week. It's uh, <laughs> gosh, I'm sorry. This is so loud right now. Hold on one second, Greg, if you would not mind, maybe I'll just insert some, some game show uh, noise right there. Okay. We're good. I think. You maybe got more not. airplanes out there. Yeah. Yep, we got some some fighter jets out here training tonight. Um, okay, let's let's go ahead and start. Where do I want to start? Let's start with uh, Kansas State at Missouri. I kind of talked. I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, Missouri wins thirty to twenty seven at home. Um, I think it's kind of embarrassing for Missouri that it it took a number fifteen Kansas State team for them to finally sell out, sell out their stadium for the first time in four years. Uh, but all in all, Missouri played a pretty solid game. Uh, it did seem like Kansas State struggled quite a bit on offense. Um, and their defense just it, – it didn't look it didn't look all that great. What, what are your thoughts on this one, Greg? I was disappointed, obviously, because this was my lock. I felt good about it. But, um, yeah, Missouri is better than I gave them credit for. That's for sure. I think they're talented. Um, they've got a few really good players on both sides of the ball, and um, they played really well, particularly their receiver, Luther Burden, who was, I think, the number one receiver um, a couple of recruiting cycles ago. But, um, yeah, back to what you were saying about how it was kind of sad that it took of number 15, Kansas State, for Missouri to sell out their stadium. They not only did they sell out their stadium – they rushed the field when they beat Kansas State, and they made a T-shirt. So, Kansas State fans, congratulations. This is how you know that you are a, a good, if not really good, football program um, because you have made it when the other team is rushing the field and making T-shirts in honor of beating you, which, um, remember, I mean, these are two former Big 12 North uh, rivals. Uh, I think they're, they would still be considered rivals, and so <laughs> – yeah, not not a great look from Missouri. They've they're really really just. Um, I think that if they missed out on getting to the SEC, uh, you know, fifteen years ago, whenever that was, or ten years ago, I don't I don't think the SEC would be calling right now. So, um, but yeah, I, to to wrap it up, yes, I think Kansas State. Um, I think there's a few things they'd like to have back, and overall, they they, they played a solid game, but defensively, they they, they did struggle. So. Um, Bummer, my lock didn't hit, but oh well, it is what it is. We'll hopefully bounce back this week. Yeah, when you get 356 passing yards dropped on your head, uh, that's not a great look for the secondary, for the linebacking core, for basically everybody on the defensive side of the ball. That shows that you didn't get any pressure on the quarterback, and maybe you would have hoped that your uh, defensive back unit would have locked down some wide receivers, but nope, Luther Burden goes off for 114 yards on on you. So that's that's tough to see uh from Kansas State there. Um Greg, this one can be pretty quick. OU beat Tulsa 66 to 17. Um I don't really have a ton on this one. Dylan Gabriel's still looking very, very good. He threw for 421 passing yards uh this weekend. That's there's not much to say other than OU took care of business. Their defense also looked excellent. Uh had five interceptions in the game. Um, and I believe total 
I'm about to fact check myself on this, had for seven turnovers total. Uh, no, I lied. There were seven total turnovers in the game. OU forced five of them. They were all interceptions. So I was wrong on that. But um, yeah, OU's defense, it was very, it, it's been ridiculed a lot in for as long as I can remember. And even more so last year when they hired a defensive coach and the defense seemingly got worse. Um, they have not played anyone, you know, cream of the crop competition, but holding Tulsa to 17, forcing five interceptions, and and then last week holding SMU to 11, who historically has a good offense, is uh, about as good of a start for OU as, as you could imagine. So that's yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. Other than that blowout, I uh, wish Tulsa could have kept it closer just so they didn't embarrass themselves, but oh well. Yeah. Um. I guess I'm pleased as a Big 12 fan, but I'm sad that Tulsa didn't pull off the upset there. Uh, if you guys can't tell, yes, OU and uh, Texas are still in the conference, but Greg and I are hoping they lose every game. <laughs> this, this is kind of – yeah, this is kind of true. I also – like, I now live in Tulsa, so I, I really don't have any affiliation to the University of Tulsa. However, um, you know, cheer for the home – I'll cheer for the hometown team, so – uh, they're they're not very good though. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, okay, let's move on to Long Island University at Baylor. Baylor won thirty to seven. Um, I think if you were Baylor, a Baylor fan, you might have liked the score to look a little bit more close to that OU Tulsa score. Uh, but still, thirty to seven is solid. Sawyer Robinson throws for one hundred and thirteen yards for Baylor. Um, that's not something that you you would have hoped that to have been closer to the 250 um, range for Baylor, but still they come out with a nice solid victory heading into conference play. Yeah, less than a 50% completion percentage. I just saw that. That's not great, but they did run for 5.6 yards per carry and Long Island uh, threw for a total of 40 yards. So, I mean, <laughs> they still beat, still beat Long Island. So, yeah, not really a, a great game to, you know, dive into Long Island's not. Um, I, I honestly have never heard of the university before. So they're they're not going to they're not going to be uh challenging Georgia for any championships this year. Um okay that's enough there. Uh oh, Iowa State visited Ohio this weekend and um did not go the way that Greg and I had thought it would. Ohio wins 10 to 7 and just an absolute barn burner. Uh probably the highest scoring game on the weekend. <laughs> My goodness, this was I hope you guys took the under on this game. I I paid this game no attention other than when I found out that Iowa State was down 10 to nothing, I think. I was like, oh crap, this is not good. They, they gotta at least score some points now. Okay, Tanner, we gotta bring this up. There's a controversial field goal that um, looked like it went in. Um, the the refs signaled no good. That's, as far as I know, not a reviewable thing. Um, if it is, I don't think they reviewed it. Um, as an Oklahoma State fan, this is ironic. This this throws me back Ex- to 2011. I was going to say, you need to explain why. Um, Oklahoma State had their best team probably ever, 2011, ranked number two in the country, um, lost at Iowa State in what is probably the biggest win in, in Iowa State's program history. Uh, and our kicker, Quinn Sharp, uh, had a chance to – I don't even remember the circumstances in the moment. I believe – I know it was the fourth quarter. 
it was like late third. I, I want to say it was like mid fourth quarter. Um, and he kicked a field goal that, that was, I mean, this dude had a leg. He, he punted the ball like 70 yards regularly. Um, and it was from about 40 yards out, kicked it. It went like right over, it was over the upright. So if, if it would have been, if the ball would have been between the uprights, like down between, it would have ricocheted in, in my opinion. That's that's the angle that it was at. But because it was over the uprights, um, I really don't know as a ref how you judge that. So I'm not like, not blaming them, but I wish it was reviewable. Now Iowa State fans, not this wasn't as big of a loss as losing, you know, as the number two team in the nation and causing you to miss out on playing for a national championship. But man, Tanner, I didn't, this is just putting me in a bad mood. We don't have to talk about this, but Iowa State, um. Yeah, I don't know. I think. It's be, I think it's. I think the biggest thing to come out of this game was I don't know if you saw this, but after the game, there was a guy who was uh, standing on the walkway uh, near Iowa State's locker room, and he told Matt Campbell that Matt Campbell was on the hot seat, and Matt Campbell had to be held back by his players. Um, he was going to go confront this guy, and it actually turns out. If you didn't know this, Greg, I, I don't know if you saw the video or not, uh, but it turns out this guy that was dressed in all Iowa State gear is an Iowa fan. He was outed. Somebody found him on Twitter and he was outed. Um, yeah, biggest, biggest. He said that the uh, greatest Detroit Piston of all time was Luca Garza ahead uh, of, I don't know, Chauncey Billups, uh, Isaiah Thomas, plenty of other great players. This guy was definitely an Iowa fan and just dressed up in Iowa state gear just to uh, mess with people. Not a great look for Matt Campbell, but I mean, it's, it's just a crappy situation and a crappy game and you don't want to make it worse by, by having something like that go viral. So that, that sucks, but um, he's one of Iowa state's best, if not their best ever football coach. So for him to even be considered on the hot seat, I think is, is uh, laughable. But, all right, we can move on to the next game, and this one can go pretty quick, Tanner. Um, UCF and Villanova. UCF wins 48-14. to 14. Um, They didn't really miss a beat with uh, Plumlee being, being out. Uh, Timmy McClain throws for 321 yards and two touchdowns. Looked pretty good doing so, um, and they, they were also able to run the ball pretty well. Um, yeah, but it's also Villanova. So, yeah, I'm not yeah. really going to – I'm not really going to – give them too much hype about this. I think I'm surprised that they gave up 14 and I'm surprised they only scored 48. It's if you're in a power five, you need to handle an FCS, which I know I'm probably, I might get some backlash even from Greg on that comment from because of Oklahoma state's loss. Um, but. Yeah, I don't, I think that, I think that these days you just, I mean, you want to win is and and get you know your backup some playing time, but a win is a win, and uh, I think UCF would more than take this considering they had a backup quarterback. So that's fair. That's fair. It is backup quarterback. Okay, this is probably the most interesting game of the weekend. Uh, Cincinnati loses to Miami of Ohio at home in overtime. Um, this is this was a rivalry game. I didn't know this, Tanner. It it does make sense. Um, both schools being in Ohio. Uh, I am not sure how far the two schools are from each other. Do you, I, do you know that? No, no, no idea. And, and I don't, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure you're looking it up, but I don't know what exactly 
I don't know. It's tough because when you're 50 minutes, 50 minutes, okay. 45, there, there actually. There you go. When you're a Cincinnati or a Houston or UCF, I mean, they have not, well, I guess Houston now has, but they have not played a big 12 conference game yet. They still represent the big 12 conference. And so losing to Miami, Ohio rivalry or no rivalry is not a great look. And, and yes, I know we'll get to Oklahoma state in a second. Iowa state terrible look losing to Ohio. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- this wasn't great. Went into overtime. Emory Jones throws two picks in the game. Um, yeah, not 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 a great look. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah, tough tough loss for Cincinnati, but they might be able to bounce back this next week in their first ever Big Twelve matchup. Okay, um, Greg, let's let's just go ahead and bite the bullet here. Uh, Southern Alabama visits Oklahoma State and absolutely pummels them. Uh, Southern Alabama Southern Alabama wins thirty three to seven. It was ugly. I'll say that just absolutely ugly from Oklahoma State. Yeah, I have so many thoughts on this. It it does like we don't and we don't need to spend a lot of time on it just because of the plain fact that this was not a good game and we, we've got better ones to to get to. But Oklahoma State's offense looks like they don't have a clue what they're doing. They they cannot run the ball. They're still trotting out three quarterbacks, um, which at this point um, I think the consensus is just pick one and go with it because running out three quarterbacks in, in an offense that already isn't very good is making it worse. Um, Alan Bowman started the game when I think many of us thought, you know, based on their previous rotation that Gunnar Gundy would start. Alan Bowman starts, um, starts off looking pretty good. And then it kind of went downhill, ended up throwing a pick on what um, looked like a miscommunication between him and the receiver. Uh, and then Gunnar Gundy comes in shortly after and, uh, plays for about two quarters, and they scored their only touchdown of the game when he was in, but it took them all two quarters to do so. So, uh, again, really, really ugly game. Um, Oklahoma State's defense uh, played a lot better in the second half, but, I mean, gave up 23 first half points. So, uh, Tanner, none of this looked great. Um, I'm sure you have a few more thoughts to add, but that's I'll, I'll, I'll end with that. Otherwise, I'll, I'll talk for an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, we've we've already given this game a little bit more in-depth uh, talking than we've given most of the other games. So I'll just let it be there. Just know that I'm upset. Okay. Uh, Tarleton State visited Texas Tech. Texas Tech was essentially in control of this game the whole time. Uh, Tech won 41-3. to uh, Solid uh, solid play from the defense. Um Tech didn't throw the ball very much. Actually, the uh, uh, the Tarleton State quarterback threw for more passing yards than the uh, Texas Tech Tyler Tyler Shook did. Um, but still, Taj Brooks from Tech ran for 158 yards, which that's an outstanding game on the ground. But um, Tech with a solid bounce back win. They're now one and two on the season, uh, getting their first win before they go into conference play this week. Baron Morton, the backup quarterback, got into, and, I, and I'm not sure at what point, but he did throw two touchdowns and a pick. Um, and, yeah, I know that Tech fans have been wanting him, I think, uh, to start, and I know he's very talented. Tanner, we got to see him play last year in person in Stillwater. Um, so that that's the only other notable thing that came from that game. Yep, yep. Uh, Greg, this was probably the best, the best win of the weekend. 
uh, for any Big 12 team. BYU goes into Fayetteville and beats Arkansas 38 to 31. Um, KJ Jefferson for Arkansas had himself a good day, um, but still BYU is able to pull it out. Keaton Slovis also had a he had a fantastic day after uh, having a so-so start to the season. He threw for well, he did only throw for 167 yards, but he did throw for two touchdowns. So um, it's good to see BYU take it to an SEC school. That that did make me very happy. No, it made me happy too because if they, you know, them and, and West Virginia were able to do the conference well this weekend because almost everyone else that played out of conference games uh, that, that were with even within reason of, of being an upset lost. So this is a huge win for BYU. I mean, I did not think they would pull this one out. Um, they looked pretty good doing so. They were able to move the ball well. And even though they did give up a lot of yards to, to Arkansas, um, their defense was able to force uh, force a turnover to um, KJ Jefferson fumbled the ball a couple of times. He also threw a pick. Uh, so, I, I mean, BYU looks better than I thought. Yeah, they look, they look pretty solid. I think we both had them in the, what, 8 to 10 spot in our preseason poll. And they're looking more like a 5 to 7 team right now. Um, we will have to see what happens when conference play rolls around because I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, but I feel like the four new additions to the Big 12 might struggle once we get to week 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there uh, after a couple couple weeks of a strong Big 12 slate. Well, I guess it might be a weak Big 12 slate uh, this year, honestly. Okay, um, let's see. Let's let's go ahead and cover another, another uh, good win by a Big 12 school. Number four, Texas. Uh, beats Wyoming 31 to 10. Um, it was way, way closer than it should have been to start. Um, I want to say it was 10 to 10 at half or close, close to the, uh, close to halftime. But then Texas comes out in the second half and puts up 21 on unanswered points and holds Wyoming scoreless in the second half. This is totally fine with me. I mean, you just beat Alabama on the road. You're coming off of a high. Wyoming, who, as we've already covered and talked about them a lot in previous weeks, is not a pushover. They beat Tech, um, and they were on my upset alert that week. And so I, I if you listen to it, I spent a lot of time talking about Wyoming's defense. Um, Texas, yeah, Quinn Ewers didn't look great, but I mean, again, I'm not, I'm really, I'm really not that worried about it. They were able to run the ball for six yards of carry. Jonathan Brooks ran for 164 yards. So, if anything, this shows that Texas is able to win in a variety of ways. So, I, if I'm a Texas fan, I take that as a positive, even though it's a little closer than you would have liked it to have been. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, a letdown week where you still win by 21 is is okay by me. Um, okay. Backyard brawl time. Um, another very, very low scoring game. Uh, West Virginia hosts Pitt and ends up winning by 11, 17 to six, uh, pretty ugly game, Yeah, but, but West Virginia showed out the fans showed out and that makes me happy. It was a great environment. Um, not, yeah, like you said, really ugly game, uh, both, both teams had the exact same amount of total yards from the game at 211. It is not that many. Um, West Virginia only threw for 60 yards. Uh, their starting quarterback, Garrett Green, got hurt early. 
uh, and is, I think, doubtful, questionable, doubtful for um, their game this week against Texas Tech. I will say this game was very even, as you can tell by the total yards. The way that West Virginia won the game is they forced three turnovers, um, intercepted Phil Yurkovich um, from Pitt, who I believe played at Notre Dame and Boston College. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive on both of those. I know Boston College. I'm pretty positive about Notre Dame, too. Uh, anyway, he threw three picks uh, and only 81 yards. So that really won West Virginia, West Virginia the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up uh, Garrett Green's status for this weekend versus Tech. And since we're recording this on Monday, uh, September 18th, it's there are some quotes from Neil Brown today saying that it's still uh, too early to tell if Garrett Green will be able to play. Uh, Saturday. He was held out of practice today and he will be held out tomorrow, uh, but he won't play unless he can move around and use his best skill set, which is his athleticism. So that is a direct quote uh, from Neil Brown. Okay. Uh, I do have to say, I'm glad I picked West Virginia as my lock of the week last week. Uh, It got me even with Greg at two and one. So uh, go Mountaineers. Also, those jerseys were absolutely sick. Oh my gosh, I love those hey, things. W- hey, I'm just gonna clarify. I'm gonna clarify. I'm I'm three and one, and because we did week zero. Oh, weeks. I'm two and two. My bad. I'm two yeah. and two. I'm sorry. Can't sorry. Let you forget that. I I got back I'm to five hundred. That's that's. Hey, I got back to five hundred. That, you are that's on what... a two game win streak. That's that's what that's what that's your talking. Point. There we go. There we go. Okay, and then. Uh, TCU goes into Houston and puts a stomping on them, end up winning uh, by 23. TCU's 36, Houston's 13. Um, Chandler Morris had a very, very good game. Uh, Threw for 314 yards. Uh, Really, TCU just had themselves a day on offense. Do you have anything else you want to add on this one, Greg? Uh, that that crowd at Houston subpar. They're gonna need to. They're gonna need to get that together. I mean, that's that's an embarrassment to the conference. You cannot be your first conference game. I Cincinnati. Yes, I know it's they have OU this weekend, but Cincinnati for their first conference game, it is going to be packed. UCF when they host their first conference game, it's going to be packed. BYU they always pack their stadium, but when they host their first conference game, it's going to be packed. Houston, it looked like it was 50% attendance. Um, so I, I just kind of frustrating there. Um, however, yeah, uh, they're not a great football team, so I don't necessarily blame their fans for uh, skipping out <laughs> on on their uh, welcome to the Big 12, lose by uh, 23. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is good for TCU to, to get – to get a nice little win um, going into con- – well, I guess that was conference play. I don't think that – they don't play a conference game this week, do they? No, they don't. Uh, they do have another in-state rival, though. Okay, and then our last game of the last game of the week three slate, Kansas went into Nevada and beat Nevada. It was a close game. Um, Kansas ends up winning by 7-31 to 24. Uh, Jalen Daniels throws for almost 300 yards in this game. I'm Greg. I'm a little surprised that Nevada was able to um, stay close. I know Kansas pulled away at the end, but still, it was a little it was a little closer than maybe you would have liked to have uh, seen if you're a Kansas fan. This feels fluky to me. This feels like they played a game at you know 
I think it started at 8 p.m. Whatever time zone is, are they in mountain time? I don't know. But this was this was the late night slot game. Probably ended at one in the morning. Um, Kansas still had 200 more yards total than Nevada did. So I don't really think I'm not I'm not nervous if I'm Kansas. I think, like I said earlier, you 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 take everyone you can get, and if this was your down week, um, you'll take it because unlike some teams, you were able to come out with a win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did kind of harp on Baylor before for not beating Long Island by enough. But, yeah, like you said, Greg, a win is a win at the end of the day. Okay, Um, Greg, let's move on and start covering making picks for this upcoming week. Uh, We'll we'll just go in chronological order. We have our first weekend of conference games. I am so pumped. I'm so excited. Um, also, it might be a little bit of a shorter uh, episode tonight because we have less games to cover. I think um, normally once we get further into conference season, we'll have seven games. This week we have eight games because we had the uh, TCU-Houston matchup in week two. So we have eight games to cover tonight or today, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Um, but in the future, we'll only have seven. But It'll honestly be less than that because teams will start having their bye weeks here pretty soon. So you'll, you'll that's probably true. be looking at about six six games a week. So that's that's an even better point. Okay, let's start with number sixteen. Oklahoma visits unranked Cincinnati. Um, this is at uh, this is the morning the morning slot, um, whatever time zone you're in. Uh, it'll be on Fox, and OU is favored by fourteen and a half points currently, is what I have. Greg, um, let's hear your predictions and. Let's get some analysis on this game. I have OU. I don't think that they I, – I will say I'm curious to see how they do. Like OU made games close last year that they should have ran away with. And so – and that, that led to a couple of losses. So I'm curious to see if Cincinnati can keep it close. I would expect a heavy dose of run. Um try to involve Emory Jones in the quarterback run game as well and just control clock, control tempo, and keep the ball away from Dylan Gabriel because you know the more chances you give him, I mean, they're they're ultimately just going to put up points on you. So uh, I have OU. Um, again, we're not picking the spread. I, I'd, be, I'd be tempted to take Cincinnati, but I just – I don't have a lot of faith in them, especially after their loss last week. Yep. I'm also going OU here. That's quite a few points, um, but if OU is as good as everybody thinks they are, uh, then OU should be able to cover that spread. Um, okay. Next we have SMU at TCU. Um, so not a conference game, but it is still an in-state matchup. A cross-town matchup, uh, Fort Worth so, versus yeah. Dallas. Little, um, little rivalry game. This here. is this is also in the morning slot. Um this will be on FS1 and TCU is favored by six and a half. Uh currently is what I have. Greg, I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go TCU on this one. I was tempted to go SMU. Um, but I'm going TCU on this one. I think that they played a, a solid game last week. Um, but SMU is nothing to uh left, nothing to sneeze at. You know, Tanner, I am going to take SMU. I think that they, again, this this team is not they're, – they're not a pushover. Uh, Preston Stone, their quarterback, is uh, 
he's put up some pretty good numbers to start the year. Um, already thrown for almost 800 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, and you know what? SMU had their own against OU. Uh, OU still ended up winning by 17, but SMU was in it um, until mid-fourth quarter or so. Uh, and they also have – I'm not sure how much their players care about this. Uh, the TCU administration has canceled the uh, in-state, you know, yearly game against SMU going forward. Uh, so not really sure why they did that, but TCU will no longer be – will no longer play SMU um, – and so there's a little added fuel there. Uh, go steal one at a, you know, Crosstown Rivals. So I'll take SMU. All right. There we go. There's our first uh, non-agreeing pick for the weekend. Um, next we have BYU at Kansas. Uh, this is, is going to be an afternoon game on ESPN. And Kansas is favored by nine and a half. Um, Greg, that, that line smells a little bit fishy to me. I'm not, I'm not so sure about you. Yeah, uh, well, well, we, we, we may, may not get to that in a few minutes. Um, I will take <laughs> Kansas. I think the, you know, BYU's got to be able to contain the run. Um, the, Kansas has just really been able to run over everyone with Devin Neal and now Jalen Daniels is back. So BYU's got to get pressure on Jalen Daniels, got to keep him in the pocket. Um, again, I'm not saying he doesn't have a good arm. He does. Uh, but the strength lies ultimately – in his legs and in their in their option game with Devin Neal and um, again I, I think BYU they're coming off a great win uh, at Arkansas um, a team that Kansas took to quadruple overtime in the bowl game last year so um, yeah I don't know I think this could be a really good game Tanner do you want to know something funny do you remember the Big Twelve schedule release podcast that we did months ago. I remember doing the podcast, yes. Do you remember laughing at me when I randomly told you that BYU at Kansas was a game I was I was actually going to be excited for? I do remember that now that you say that. I did not realize that both teams would be 3-0 and this would be on primetime ESPN 230 slot. Um, but, hey, I just I had to call that out. I, I was more so just looking forward to BYU's first conference game and the booth being packed, and I'm still looking forward to that. But, hey, I mean – could be a good game. Um, yes, I agree with you. I'm excited to to watch the booth this weekend. I wish I could be there because I think that this game was going to be pretty fun. Um, I'm going to take another high-scoring game, uh, but I got BYU in this one. Um, I know, I know. Um, I think that Keaton Slovis is going to play well. I think that BYU is going to be able to contain the run. and. They're going to come out with a victory. I it It's going to be like a 34-38 type game, um, but I got BYU. All right. Next, we have uh, Texas Tech at West Virginia. Tech is a six-point favorite. Tanner, who do you have in this game? I have West Virginia. Um, I'm going kind of underdog, underdogs here. Well, with my last two picks, I am. Um West Virginia just beat Pitt. Granted, Garrett Green's going to be maybe out. And um, they were not able to do anything last week on offense, uh, which is fair. But if your defense is solid, you're playing at home. West Virginia, their home atmosphere is like nothing 
nothing I've ever seen. Um, so I'm going to go West Virginia on this one. I think they're going to they're going to get to three and one, and Tech is going to start off the season one and three. If they did, that would be honestly shocking. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I have Texas Tech. I think they will. I honestly think they'll cover the spread. Uh, the difference between them and Pitt is that Tech actually has a, a has an offense that can can score points, <laughs> and I, I think they will. So I'll I'll, I'll take Tech and yeah, at West Virginia. Um, again, they picked up. That's a really good win against Pitt, but I, I'm not bought in. I, I still see them as as one of the lower tier teams in the conference. I think that's fair. Um, all right, next we have Sam Houston at Houston. Um, Houston. Houston. Too the, many the real the real Houston. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the University of Houston as well here. Um, I don't think we need to say much more about that. Um, oh, Greg, uh, we I this was on me. I missed the Oklahoma State at Iowa State game. This is going to be at two, two, three o'clock, depending on what time zone you're in. Um, it'll be on FSU, and Iowa State is favored by three and a half right now. What Tanner? Tell everyone what the over under line is for this game. Um, let me do, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak wrong numbers here, but it's in the thirties. It is 37. So this is a game featuring two teams that that mustered up a grand total of seven points each last week. Um, I will be watching this game, obviously as, as an OSU fan, I'm excited to see what both teams look like both trying to bounce back off of extremely disappointing losses. Uh, you have two teams that are in very similar positions. Um, obviously, Iowa State is one and two, but they've also played a tougher non-conference schedule, a game against Iowa. Um, I have Oklahoma State in this game. I think it's a little bit of my bias coming through. Uh, I also – I think that Oklahoma State chooses a quarterback and just goes with it because – you can't have what happened last week happen again. Um, now, if they don't, if they play two or three quarterbacks, all bets are off. Um, that's not how Tanner and I pick games, but um, so I'm going with Oklahoma State. But if they take three quarterbacks, just know that that I'm, I'm sitting there with, you know, just really, really concerned because I, I don't think they'll win if they play more than one quarterback. I agree with Greg here. Um, I'm also going Oklahoma State. Uh, this game is going to be really telling to me if my season win total bet that I placed is going to hit or not. <laughs> um, if Oklahoma State loses this game to Iowa State, um, I am going to bet that Oklahoma State does not make a bowl game. So I would agree we, yeah. we uh, this is this is a turning point uh, for Oklahoma State. We shall see what happens. Okay, next we have number three Texas at Baylor. This is going to be on ABC. Um, Texas is a 15-point favorite. Greg, who do you have? This is a, this is going to be a big game. I'll, I'll be curious to see if Baylor actually puts fans in their stadium for this game. I, I think they will. Um, I have Texas. I'd honestly be tempted to, to take the points, too, because Baylor is – Baylor is struggling on offense. I think they will. I think it's going to be tough for them to muster up 17 points against Texas unless their defense does something crazy. Uh, but uh, I, I would not, you know, I, I'm only talking about taking the spreads if it's my lock of the week. So I will caveat that with uh, 
I'm not confident Texas will cover only because we are now back to the unpredictability of conference play where anything can happen. And Baylor has their last shot at Texas for who knows how long. They're going to want to win this game, even though they're going to be outmatched. So I could see them mustering up an effort to cover that 15 points. But I'll take Texas to win. I don't disagree with you there. Um, I'm taking Texas. I am actually really excited to watch this game. I think that um, watching OU and Texas play traditional Big 12 games, so excluding the new four uh, teams, I think – It'll be interesting to see how fans react, how other teams react uh, to playing. I don't want to say it, but the Traders. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I'm really interested to see how or what the atmosphere is like um, at these games. And it with it being an evening game, it's not going to be well. It's not going to be as hot in in Waco at this time of the day. So uh, you might get quite a few more fans at your game. And then finally, last game of the evening, we have UCF visiting Kansas state. Um, Kansas state is a six and a half point favorite at home. Greg, what do you got? I've got Kansas state. I think they'll bounce back and, 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 and win it. Yep. I have Kansas state in this one as well. Okay, Greg, let's see who you are putting on upset alert. I am actually hmm, trying to decide because I had it. and You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you go first. All right. I, well, I had it too. Shoot. Um, you want to do you want to do locks of the week? <laughs> sure. I thought I had mine. Okay. All Let's right. Let's do locks. My lock is Oklahoma State uh, covering the spread, but also just uh, straight up winning. Um, I have Oklahoma State winning beating Iowa State, which I know we talked about, made our picks, but that's my lock. Tanner, I love your confidence. I love, I. you know what, we are loyal and true, and, you know, they might need to coin a new term like loyal and delusional or something like that because that's probably us. <laughs> because I, I love that spread, too. I, I just don't think that Iowa State is uh, – I just don't think that they're good enough on offense, and, and nor do I think Oklahoma State is, but I don't think Iowa State's good enough on offense to, to beat Oklahoma State. My lock is going to be uh, BYU plus, you say nine and a half? Is that what we have them at? Yes. Plus nine, nine and, and a half, half against Kansas. Um, Tanner, um, um, this is one. You actually picked BYU to win the game outright. I, I don't know. And this is one to me where I just I think I don't know where, exactly where the points are coming from, but the spread seems to be a bit too far. Uh, so I'm I'm picking this in hopes that BYU keeps this close and ultimately loses by a field goal or a touchdown. Um, this is unlike all of my other lock bets so far. I have not picked a team um, in it for my lock that I have also or that I have not also picked to win the game. So all four of my locks this season, I've also picked the team to win the game. Um, this is this one's a little bit different, and these always scare me uh, because I'm, I'm rooting for the points, and I'm not necessarily thinking they're going to win. I'm just rooting for the points. I don't like to do this, but it just seems too good to be true, um, so I'm going to take BYU. So Greg here is taking Kansas to win the game, but not by too much. That's the idea. 
It's not going to be by double digits. That's all I'm saying. Kansas okay. wins by single digits. Okay, there we go. That is straightforward. Okay, uh, Greg, I'm going to put TCU on upset alert. Um, I know I did. I took TCU to win the game, just like I did last week with Oklahoma State. Um, but SMU, like you explained earlier, is a solid program, solid team. Um, yeah, I'm going to take SMU. Well, I'm not going to take SMU. I'm putting TCU on upset alert. Well, I like that. I like that because I, I do think SMU could very easily win this game. I am going to put Kansas State on upset alert. I know uh, we just skimmed past this game. Uh, we both picked Kansas State to win. UCF has their backup quarterback, and I know it was against Villanova, but he looked pretty good. Um, and it being their first conference game, they're going to come with some added motivation. Uh, again, they're they're no stranger to playing in a in a revved up environment. Their uh, their bounce house is is infamously known for being one of the hardest places to play. So. I don't know how much Bill Snyder Family Stadium is going to intimidate them, but I, I more than anything, I think this is going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch it, and for the reason of I, I, I just want to warn Kansas State: like you can't have a letdown week. You had one against Missouri; you can't let it linger. And for those two reasons, I'm putting Kansas State on upset alert. Yeah, that is a. Uh... I think that's a fair upset alert. Um, Greg, we, I was just looking at the top 25 slate. We have some really, really, really good games this weekend. We got Colorado at Oregon, Florida State at Clemson, UCLA at Utah, Ole Miss at Alabama, Oregon State at Washington State, Arkansas at LSU, um, Ohio State at Notre Dame, Iowa at Penn State. These are – this week is going to be so fun. I'm so excited for conference football to be back. Um, it's going to be a blast. Let me let me ask you this. Do you have – we didn't prepare anything for this. Do you have any any lines outside of the outside of the Big 12 that you've got your eye on? Um, potentially that uh, Colorado plus 21 line. But uh, Colorado's best player is going to be out for the next two to three weeks. Um, he took a cheap shot. For those of you who watched uh, the Rocky Mountain Showdown this weekend between Colorado and Colorado State, uh, Travis Hunter took a uh, a cheap shot from a Colorado, Colorado State uh, safety, and it uh, it's it, he had to go to the hospital for it. It took it's going to take him out for the next two to three weeks. So that one interests me, but I don't know if I'll take it. But you know what, Greg? I don't really have my eye on too many other games maybe that notre dame plus three and a half against ohio state that that seems a little interesting to me but what about you especially at home too especially at home um ohio state doesn't have the experienced elite uh qb play that they've had the last few years so i like that um i got my eye on florida state only favored by um well i'm seeing it at two i saw it at one and a half earlier today on clemson tanner i don't know I don't know what Clemson did to uh, to deserve a uh, only being an underdog by like two against Florida State. Florida State is has looked really good this year. Uh, I mean, they're ranked at at number four for a reason. Now, I am now looking. Okay, this is probably why they almost lost to Boston College. 
I take that they, back. They sense. didn't. Yeah. yeah, they didn't. I was going to say, for some reason, I felt like they did not have a good weekend. And yeah, that'll. that'll hey, be maybe, maybe it was a look ahead weekend and they still escaped with a win. That, that's what we'll call it. I like the Florida State line. Sure, um, sure. I also think that's, I, that's also you're 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 basically picking them to win. They don't win by it's it's so rare someone wins by one point. So I mean a, a two point spread doesn't really intimidate me that much. Yeah. Uh another another game with an interesting spread is Alabama minus seven against Ole Miss. Um Alabama struggled this weekend against University of Southern Florida, USF. So that could be interesting. Um, but yeah, we will have to wait and see. Ole Miss has uh, looked pretty good too. They have. They had a. They, have. they had a. Clo- they had a close one at Tulane, but man, Tulane's not. I mean, Tulane's a good football team. So I'm not. I'm not like taking anything away from them. Um, and they and they still won by 17. Um, they were just losing at, at at one point in the second half, I believe. So um, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a great weekend of college football. I'll be. Uh, I'll be tuned in. I'll be trying to watch as many games as I can. Obviously. Um, Tanner, I've seen your, I've seen your two TV setup. I, I, I've got to get something like that going. I've only got the one TV. I've got my phone too. So, you know, I can kind of do two at once a little bit, but, um, uh, with only one TV, um, the possibly lowest score game of the weekend will be featured in the afternoon in, in Oklahoma state and Iowa state. I'm almost embarrassed to admit that. Same. Yeah. I'll probably be pulling down the second TV, uh, from upstairs, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be. An interesting weekend to say the least. Okay. Well, um, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, if you wouldn't mind following us on Instagram and X, I'm going to start calling it by its new name, even though I still like Twitter much more. Um, if you could follow us on Instagram and X at around the underscore 12, we would greatly appreciate appreciate it. You can also follow us on Facebook, but we are uh, not that active on Facebook. Um, there we are around the 12 podcast. But don't forget, guys, please share this podcast with your friends. We are trying to grow this as much as we can. Um, Yeah, we hope you guys have a great uh, weekend of college football, NFL football, whatever your whatever your preference is. Hopefully Big 12 football. That's that's what we're all here for. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Let's go. Let's go to conference play. All right. We thank you. We love you. Goodbye.